Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have joined Calvary Live. So glad that you're tuned in to today's program. We invite you to call in at that number that you just heard. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. And would love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Go to the Word of the Lord. And go to the throne of grace as you call in with prayer requests. So this is what this show is about, as most of you know. I'm so glad that you're tuned in on this very hot Tuesday afternoon. It seemed like here in Colorado that summer came at once. Uh, Just a week and a half ago, we were having wet, cool weather uh, for the last few months before that, April and May. And then all of a sudden, the heat turned up, and uh, it's summertime. But we're so grateful that we can be with you on today. Those of you listening on Grace FM here in Colorado and Southern Wyoming, two different radio stations, you're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon. Pray that you're doing well, and give me a call. We'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, and I'd love to just be able to take you to the Word of God, encourage you. Uh, let's talk about the things that are important to you. Maybe you got a question about uh, Bible study that came up, uh, your Bible reading, maybe you heard a teaching, maybe about Christian living, uh, our worldview on certain things, and we do have answers, and I'll do the best that I can to answer your question and to encourage you, and also we're here to pray for you and with you. So the call-in number is 303-690-3000, and we had a busy show yesterday, so grab one of those open lines. Grab it early, because usually what happens is the lines can fill up, and then you're waiting. So grab it right now. As soon as the phone calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. There is another means for you to be able to uh, be a part of the program, and that's through a dedicated text line. It's for texting only, and that's a different number. That is 720-336-0897. And I would encourage you to put those two numbers in your contact uh, under Calvary Live, and then whenever you want to call or you want to text, Uh, You can just pull it up in your contacts, and you have it right there. Of course, we want to encourage you that uh, you be safe when you're texting, be texting from a safe place, and uh, and we'll go to the text line as as time permits. So give me a call. Love to hear from you on this Tuesday. Uh, Maybe you're on your way home from work. Maybe you're at baseball practice with the kids. Maybe uh, you're just relaxing at home or finishing up work. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. want to also welcome those on the East Coast that are listening on uh, the Hope and Truth uh, Christian Radio Networks. And uh, you too can call. We had a number of calls from the East Coast uh, yesterday from Pennsylvania and Maryland. And I'd uh, love to hear from you guys. So glad that we can be a part of your lives and that technology connects us together. I just want to remind you that as you're listening uh, in the evening time, as you're two hours ahead here of us in um, Colorado, uh, that uh, you are uh, able to call us. Give us a call at uh, 303-690-3000. Again, we got all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. 
and then you get to listen to it a week later. We are a week delayed in broadcasting uh, Calvary Live. But online listeners that listen from all over the country, uh, even online listeners from different parts of the world, uh, if you're listening on the Grace FM website or if you're on your smartphone, your tablet uh, listening right now, you can call at that number, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Once again, I want to introduce myself. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you, and just looking forward to see what the Lord has. So we got all open lines. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord, and uh, let's go to the Word of the Lord, and let's be encouraged in the Lord here in the next hour, because the hour goes by fairly quickly. Um, I was talking a little bit because it was so busy. We didn't have a lot of time to talk about it. Yesterday was an interesting day. Uh, We were busy with the program, and then afterwards, as I came out of the church, uh, as most of you know, there was a tornado that touched down just south of here and around Platteville and Frederick here in Weld County, and I could see the tornado um, from the church just south of here, and um, it was... uh, uh, a interesting afternoon, evening, uh, as we concluded the show. And uh, we're just very grateful. There was some damage that was done uh, to some farmhouses and dairies down there. Uh, but we're grateful that nobody was killed or nobody was hurt. That certainly could have been the case with this tornado on the ground uh, for several minutes. And it traveled a distance heading northwards. And a lot of people saw it. So we're just glad that everybody is safe, uh, that uh, the, there was no um, loss of life. Or a few cattle ended up, I guess, uh, getting killed and a few chickens and things like that. Uh, but we're grateful that no human loss. And so uh, interesting day. But we, we, we had uh, this last weekend uh, our 25th anniversary and uh, as a church. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord has allowed me to minister here in Greeley for two and a half decades. And it's by his grace and by his goodness, and we were given thanks to the Lord. But I want to read to you from Zechariah chapter 4. This has always been a verse that uh, we have um, you know, just built our church around and, and gone to as the Lord was speaking to through Zechariah after the 70 years of captivity that had come back into the land, and Zerubbabel had come back, and Zerubbabel was going to oversee the rebuilding of the second temple, and they began to build the temple, but then the work stopped, and I'm sure that he was frustrated. Um, I'm sure that uh, he was wondering, um, you know, about his calling, what God had called him to do, and so the Lord has a message to Zechariah, and he said, that this is the word the Lord to Zerubbabel. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstones with shouts of grace, grace with it. And he goes on to say, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands also shall finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? And as we look forward, I want to encourage you that that maybe perhaps you feel like, well, uh, over the last year, uh, over the last months, whatever the case may be for you, that it seems like that um, that not much is going on in my life, um, that something perhaps in the past was started and you were excited about it 
And then all of a sudden you're wondering, Lord, um, are you going to finish the work that has started? It seems like I've laid the foundation to serving you, laid the foundation of, of um, living for you, but it just it's a struggle right now. And the Lord would say to you that it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And whatever he's called you to do, to know this, just as he's called me to pastor this church, that the hands that began to work are the hands that are going to finish it, because we can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion. That's a promise of the Lord. And listen, don't despise the day of small things. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Judah in Aurora. Hi, Judah. Hi. How are you? Good afternoon. Oh, I'm, I'm well. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good. Go ahead. Um, I called today with a prayer request. I've been praying uh, for a few weeks now, and I was hoping that if you and I prayed together, um, the Lord would give me some guidance on the things that come out of my mouth, the way that I interact and speak with people. I want to be a man that speaks life and truth into people and encouragement, but I find myself um, often thinking and saying things that I almost immediately regret saying. And whether it's something discouraging or um, trying to come up with a witty comeback for something, that's not how I want to be. So I was hoping that you would pray with me about that. Absolutely. And one of the things, Judah, that I want to encourage you in, I really believe that the Lord will honor what your heart is on this. And, you know, I I want to give you a a verse from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And, And so it is important how it is that we speak, the words that we speak. And, and it's a blessing for me to hear you say, I don't want to be discouraging to people. Because we live in a day and age where we love to tear people down. We love to be discouraging. We love to find fault. You know, we plaster it all over social media. Um, you know, the big thing is to gossip and find fault and be critical. You know, when a Christian should say, I want to build people up. I want to be encouraging. And we live in a time where we need to be encouraging each other more than ever, not tearing each other down and finding fault. And it's something that the Lord, you know, when I first got into ministry, I was just talking about, you know, 25 years of ministry that I used to be more critical. And but I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be known for being somebody who's just, you know, a grumpy old guy that just is critical and short and finding fault, I want to encourage people. And that, as Christians, it doesn't mean that we have to compromise truth. And it doesn't mean that we can't speak things that are difficult for people to hear in in speaking truth into their lives. But we do it with love and it's seasoned with salt. And we want to build people up and tell them, listen, the Lord wants so much for you. And and we can speak that truth. So I, I really believe that the Lord is going to honor what it is that you're asking. So Father... I pray for Judah as he wants to speak wisdom and truth into people's life. Um, I pray that you would, Lord, um, just help him um, take the word that says that he would speak what is good for edification, to build people up, to impart grace to the hearers, um, that 
he would, Lord, just be a blessing to others. And I pray that you would help him be slow to speak, quick to hear, and Lord, um, and just uh, be able to be sensitive to your leading in every conversation that he has, everything that perhaps it, that if he, um, you know, has any other interactions with people through social media, whatever it might be, but it might, that Lord, that he would be one that would be a blessing to others, full of grace and full of truth. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor, for your time. Absolutely. And you know what? Just keep keep building people up. We need it. And you're going to see people respond to you um, a whole lot better when we have that mindset and that attitude. So, blessing, Judah. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. All right, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number um, for you to call in and be a part of the show for your questions and prayer requests. Text line is 720-336-0897. Love to hear from you. And again, welcome everyone who's listening to Calvary Live. Got plenty of time in the show. We got a couple open lines. Um, but what Judah prayed for, I appreciate his, his desire to do that because sometimes I, I see Christians they just post things that are so negative, um, or they say things that are so negative, and finding fault, and, and 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 you know just picking on people. It doesn't mean that we don't bring correction, but we do it out of love, and we don't do it to tear people down. Uh, but we speak the truth in love, and then to to build people up, to to bring correction. Um, we're to speak the truth in love. Paul says in Ephesians here. And then, you know, we're not to quarrel, but be gentle, able to bring correction to those um, who need it, as Paul writes to Timothy, servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach. And I think that the Lord, as we do that, honors that, and that's the way to be used today, um, because there's so much negative talk out there. Um, there's so much um, criticism. There's, you know, tearing people down, looking to find fault, all those other things. We want to build up, not tear down. And I hope that's your prayer, and I'm sure that it is. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. We've got a couple open lines. Let's go to Phil in Denver. Hi, Phil. Hello. How are you? Hello. Oh, pretty good. I just had a question go. for you. Sure. Um, are you familiar with, I think, Amos 10 and 11? Talks about how uh, people will... Uh, Seek the word of the Lord and will not hear it, will not find it. Right. That's kind of how I feel, because the um, I know many people that they are Christians, or they they go to church or whatever, but I don't know. I In my, in my entire life, I've never met a single person that I knew as a Christian. I've never had a single Christian ever tell me about his faith, or, um, and I to the point where I even wonder if Christianity even exists. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how, in the absence of anything, um, is it even possible to become a Christian? Yeah, and the Bible makes that very clear. Now, kind of go back and. Kind of help you with this a little bit, Phil. Amos talks about, behold, the days are coming where 
he talks about a famine of bread, a, you know, um, I'm going to send famine on the land, not a famine of bread or water, but the hearing of the word of the Lord. And I right. think that's what you, you feel like right now. You feel like there's famine in the land. It was at a time when Israel economically was prosperous, economically was doing well. Outwardly, it seemed like they were doing just fine. Uh, they were strong. It was prosperous. But inwardly, spiritually, they they there was famine. They were not right with the Lord. Um, there was a lot of trouble. You can look at the historical books. You can see that they were full of violence. They were worshiping idols. And you can look around and you can look at our culture and you can kind of see that, well, outwardly things may be well, even in the church at large. But I think it's it's um, unfortunate that, as you said, that you've talked to a Christian, but a Christian has never talked to you about their faith. And and I've talked to, to plenty of Christians that talk about their faith. Um, but here's the thing, that Christianity is alive. The church is still here. God is still working. He still has this remnant of people. And you may feel like a little bit like the church of Laodicea. The church of Laodicea, the last church that Jesus writes to in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, that they were the lukewarm church. Um, they were a church that it, it goes a little bit of what you're talking about. And it says that, because he says, you say I am rich and become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you're rich, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And so he, he begins to bring correction to them. And he has some harsh words to say to them. But Christianity is real. There are born-again believers. There are those who are serving the Lord. Um, if, if, you know, last week when we were here at church, the people that were pouring into their love and giving truth to the children at the Vacation Bible School, people who were serving others, those who were making meals. We, we were declaring the gospel. Kids made decisions for Jesus Christ. So, you know, in the famine that you, you're around spiritually, I, I pray that you can find a group of believers, a church, where really it's alive and you see God working. And, and you see people that are sharing their faith and that they are growing in the Word of God because there are churches like that and that it renews you and builds you up. And and so the gospel message is that today is the day of salvation. And, of course, you know, uh, people are getting saved. And, and we've seen it even in the last few days here at Calvary Chapel Greeley that people have given their lives to Jesus Christ because the gospel went forth. And I just want to encourage you because, Phil, you sound very discouraged, and you're in a dry place, and um, you're in a place where you feel like um, Christianity, is it real? Does it exist? And it is. And there are places where you can sense it, and the God wants to show that to you, and he wants to refresh you, and uh, he wants to strengthen you. And... And um, and I believe that he will do that as you just continue to, to seek him. Isaiah chapter 43, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, you shall not overflow you. And he says that he will be with you, for I have loved you. And I will do a new thing. Now it shall bring forth, uh, spring forth, shall you not know, that I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I believe that perhaps the Lord might want to speak that to you that in the wilderness that you're feeling right now, that the Lord wants to make a, a road. 
He, he wants you to discover that Christianity is real and that there are Christians that have the love of Jesus Christ that's being worked out in their lives and being um, ones that are serving others with the love of Jesus Christ. And he desires to make the river in the desert for you, for you to be refreshed and renewed. And that's what I want to pray for you. So, Father, I pray for Phil as, you know, people, Christianity is alive. And people are coming to the gospel, understanding that Jesus Christ died for their sins, rose again, and that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to Father um, but through him. And I pray that, that Phil would find a place, a group of believers, would he would see that you are working. And it's not by might nor power, but by my spirit, to be refreshed in you. And Lord, in the famine that perhaps he feels right now, that, Lord, that you would feed him with the word of God, that you would bless him, that he would, Lord, know that you truly are working and that the church is alive. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hopefully that's an encouragement to you, Phil. All right, 303. Okay. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Go, go find a group of believers, a church that is alive and God is working and the word of God is being express and people are coming to Christ and the gospels being explained and being proclaimed. And I think that you're going to be renewed and refreshed, Phil. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Okay. All, All right. right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Text line 720-336-0897. Got an open line. Love for you to call and and, you know, we can feel that way. It's like, where's the church? Where are the Christians? Hey, they're out there. And um, and find a church. Listen, I just want to emphasize this, and we're going to go back to the phone lines, that there is, you know, churches, and I pray that we're one of them, that, that where Christians are living out their faith, they're expressing their faith, and that people are coming to Christ. People are growing in the Word of God. And it's wonderful. The church is alive. The church is not dead. And, and, there is opportunity for you to come to Christ, and we are to be a light in the darkness. We're to give wisdom in the confusion. We're to be ones that um, that we give truth in all the deception that is out there. And um, and the church is here. The church is here and moving forward. And I hope that's an encouragement. Um, and maybe perhaps you find yourself in a place of famine in a desert spiritually. Um, be fed the word of God, be refreshed by God's people um, that desire to just bless you in every way. Hey, as I gave you that numbers, we got uh, open line 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Angel in Aurora. Hi, Angel. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? You're on, I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um. So I guess I have a question and a prayer, um, a prayer request. Uh, so, Basically, uh, I, for a couple of weeks now, um, I've been, just been praying about maybe getting a different job or just to do something different. I work in construction, so um, it's good money, but I'm just tired of like doing physical work. And uh, um, yeah, I'm, I guess my question is if uh, God kind of chooses who He blesses or not, or does God want want to bless everybody financially? I guess as long as uh, as long as your heart is in the right place, um, and my prayer would be just to 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 uh, 
uh, I guess help me help provide something else. And uh, I don't know if I just uh, need to do uh, my part more, where I need to like uh, actively look for something different, or uh, just wait for signs from him where he opens doors. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if you have any advice for me. Yeah, and I think you're asking some good questions because here's the thing: the, the Jesus wants us to come. There's different types of prayer. Prayer is communication with God. But then there's requests or supplications. And Paul writes about that we are to be anxious about nothing but give our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So we can give those requests. We can give those supplications to the Lord. Lord, I'd like to have a new job. And Jesus said, "Ask, please ask that your joy may be full. And so the yeah. Lord desires for us to come in prayer, and he does desire to bless us. Now, you said something that was a real key, Angel. You said as long as you have the right heart. Um, some Christians, they they will tr- ask God for wealth, for this, for that, and yeah. their heart is, you know, a coveting heart. Um, and yeah. that's been very unfortunate with the prosperity, you know, movement and gospel and, um, you know, because people are focused on the temporal. But it doesn't yeah, mean that yeah. we can't pray for our needs and our desires. And you're wanting to pray for a job. And, and, and I believe that we can go to our Father. We have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. And my kids, that, you know, they're adults now, but as they were younger, and they still do to a certain degree, when they need something, they come to Dad and they ask. And there are yeah. times where I was able to to help them. There are other times because I was their dad. I knew what they were asking for wasn't good, and I said no. There are other times where I said wait. And we can trust in the Lord that, Lord, whatever my supplications and requests, the prayer of faith is not my will but your will be done. And, Lord, you know what's best for me. You're not going to withhold anything that is good. That's what David would write in the Psalms. And that you've given me the very best. Um, and that is your son, Jesus Christ. But I have this request. Here's what's on my heart. And I think that the Lord honors that. I know that he does in his word. And he desires to give you, you know, as as you come to him and ask, you know, what is best for you? And you can trust him to say yes, or I need you to wait, or, you know, right now I want you to stay put. But as far as what you asked about, actively, you know, seeking. I believe that the Lord wants us to step out in faith. And sometimes people will say, I need a job, and they, they uh, and not that you're doing this at all, um, but, you know, I'm just going to wait for a fleece, or I'm just going to stay at home, or whatever. Yeah. You know, shake the bushes, you know, and through that, God will show you and guide you. It's awfully hard to guide somebody when they're standing still. So, you know, just pursue, look for open doors. He's the one that opens doors that no man shuts, and he shuts doors yeah. that no man can open. So hopefully that, um, Angel, is a help to you. You know, pursue and see what the Lord does with it and trust him yeah. and say, Lord, you know, uh, I know how it is as you get older that, you know, that hard labor gets to be hard on our bodies and stuff, and the Lord knows exactly what you need, and he desires to bless you. And I want to pray for you because we're getting ready to go to break. But, Father, I pray for Angel as he seeks another job. I pray that you would take him to the right job. And, Lord, that you would provide for his finances. That, Lord, that you would just bless him with spiritual blessings, but, Lord, with his needs. Because you care about his needs. 
And Lord, that you would guide him and speak to him and saying, this is the way, walk in it, go to the right or to the left. And Lord, that he would look to you and continue to trust in you because you are our Father, our, our Heavenly Father that we can go to because we have the spirit of adoption. So bless him, provide for him in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Angel. Amen. Hey, Thank let you. me know how it goes, okay? Love to hear from you. Okay, Sounds okay good. God Thank bless you. you. Hey, you hear the music. We got an open line. I know that uh, Pam, Catherine uh, will get to you as soon as the break is over. And stay tuned for the second half of Calvary Live. 303-690-3000-720-336-0897 for the text. Be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley and uh, here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So give me a call. You just heard those numbers that you can be part of the program. So we got an open line and I just want to encourage you. Give me a call. We've got plenty of time um, as we continue through the program. Hey, just want to remind you that here at Calvary Greeley, we'll be back in our three morning services, 8, 9, 30, and 11 on Sunday. And I um, just wanted to invite you, if you're up in the Greeley area, uh, to come visit us if you have an opportunity. We have the Greeley Stampede that's going to be taking place later on this month. And I know that some of you in the listening area, whether you're from southern Wyoming or Denver area, metro area, even down in southern Colorado, that you come up for the Stampede. Um, We didn't have it last year, but it's a big event here, rodeos and concerts and things like that at Island Grove. But if you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by and say hello. Let us know that you listen to us and uh, love for you to come by if you're on a Sunday uh, just to be able to worship with the, us uh, as it'll be starting in a couple of weeks going through the 4th of July. And um, just love to, to to hear from you and, and meet you if you have that opportunity. So org is our website. Uh, also tomorrow night on you can listen to our Ezekiel study. I'm doing a study in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Um, and I think that you'll be tremendously blessed. The War of Gog and Magog, it's not really a war, it's more of a battle uh, that the Lord brings judgment upon Gog, Magog, and those armies that invade Israel, uh, invasion of Israel that will take place in the latter days. And so um, it's a teaching that I think um, that you'll find very fascinating. And then Ezekiel 39 speaks about the cleanup of the battle. So only chapter in the Bible that speaks of a cleanup of the battle. So um, CalvaryChapelGreeley.org at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. You can listen to that or Facebook Live, Calvary Chapel Greeley, and that'll be a blessing. So we're going to go to phone lines. We've got an open line. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. But Pam has been waiting patiently. Pam, you're on Calvary Live, Pam. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for waiting. Oh, you're welcome. Go ahead. Um. I have um, this one person in my life who um, she helps me with um, teaching at church, and um, her husband got involved in this group, and um, 
they they walk around areas and pray a lot and um and there's you know it's a couple of guys and one of them um there was a couple things i was listening to a podcast by them and and there was a couple things that disturbed me one was that they said that um our prayers can be nullified by satan which you know i went to the bible i couldn't find anything like that and then another was um they were talking about the story of abraham where god told him to get five sacrifices um you know it was five different animals and three of them he was to cut in half and then you know god was making the covenant and um i guess from the time that he you know cut the animals in half until the time that you know god actually um was present and did the covenant with him you know put abraham into that deep sleep that right. you know he had to chase the predators away and all that but th- this one man said that you know that the ones that he cut in half was a signal of territory and um, one of the people in their group is a Satanist, or he was, and um, he said that, you know, when he was following Satan, that, you know, it was all about getting territory. And so it's like they're trying to fight back, and they do that, you know, by walking around neighborhoods and praying and stuff like that. And I just, I don't know, you know, number one, I couldn't find anything about, you know, those sacrifices being any form of territory spiritually. And, um, and I just think that, you know, um, that we should be more concerned about the Great Commission that Jesus gave us, you know, like, and the more I think about it, like, I don't, Jesus, you know, God never mentions people as territory, like he's got to win back territory from Satan. I don't know, just the whole thing just can, really concerns me. Well, there are some groups, Pam, that really focus on, you know, the enemy, Satan, darkness, almost too much of an emphasis on Satan, um, and it sounds like perhaps this is what the group does. And, and to say that Satan can nullify, you know, our prayers, um, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that. I hope not. <laughs> you know, you shoot up a prayer and he intercepts it or whatever it might be. And there can be emphasis on darkness and the spiritual darkness. <clears throat> and, you know, I tell people what the emphasis needs to be is the light. Um, and the the whole thing in Genesis when God makes a covenant, a unilateral covenant with Abraham, that you're going to be a great nation, Abraham, and you're going to be the father of a great people, that's what that covenant was about. Um, so they begin to read things into, you know, Scripture that isn't there. So this group, the emphasis is probably, it sounds like, you know, the emphasis is darkness, Satan's territory, his power. Satan is not as powerful as God, first of all. And everything has to filter through the hand of God. That's what we see in Job. Um, and the Lord is the one on the throne. Now, Satan's called the the God, little g, of this world. He's called the prince of the power of the air. But he's, you know, he's nowhere as powerful as God. And I always tell people, you know, when you go into a dark room, what do you do? You turn on, you turn the, light. on the light. You turn on the light. So... I think that sometimes in ministries there can be an overemphasis on Satan rather than emphasizing Jesus in the light. And, you know, Satan, the gates of hell will not prevail, is what Jesus said. And and so, you know, um, I don't know if they go around, you know, some groups say, you know, like Satan this and Satan you and we're going to, you know, do this. There's nowhere in the Scripture that says that we should be talking to Satan that we go to the Lord. He's our protector. He's our intercessor. 
you know, he's the one that I want to focus on. And I know that Satan is real, and I know that he is active. I think we, we all know that. But I, I don't want to focus on him, and um, I want to focus on the Lord. So it's probably what's going on, just a lot of emphasis on Satan. And if it's somebody who was a Satanist, um, maybe just, um, you know, that's just a natural tendency coming out of it. Focus on Jesus and walk in the light and know that he's the one um, that is in control. So, um, you know, that's that's probably what this group is is thinking and doing and <clears throat> prayer walking. Nothing wrong with prayer walking, um, but right. what are they saying? What are they emphasizing when they do that? They, you know, rebuking. Some, some groups rebuke Satan out of everything, out of the cars, houses, and everything else. You know, um, we want to emphasize the Lord. So, Okay. All right. Yeah, because I, I did. Yes, thank you. I appreciate your input. Yeah, and so just, you know, maybe just, um, you know, if you have a conversation with them, with, you know, your your friends, um, you know, um, you know, that is doing this, to just kind of get a feel of it and then try to point them to Jesus. You know, it's all about Jesus and, and emphasizing the Lord and emphasizing the light. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You bet, Pam. I appreciate you calling. Uh-huh. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897 is you can text a question or a prayer request. we got a couple open lines. Love to be able to just talk with you and answer your questions and pray with you. We're going to go to Catherine in Loveland. Catherine, Hello. you're on Calvary Live. Hello. Hi, thanks, thanks for, for letting me visit with you. I have, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have great concern. I'm, I'm upset. My husband was given a book that has to do with, um, it's called Buddhist Boot Camp. And he seems to think he relates to a lot of this and that it's basically ideas of Jesus and Christianity, and he agrees with so much of it. He just thinks it's being said in such a caring, loving way, and I I haven't looked at the book. He said some things about it, and I'm not really saying much to him. I don't want to create um, a fight or, like, non-communication between it until I knew more about it, and I had to call in because I just don't even know where to begin with it. I have my own thoughts, and I have to right. approach this in a delicate manner, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah, and I understand. And maybe it's through, you know, first of all, through prayer and just conversation. And um, sometimes I've, I've heard of people, they read a book on, you know, Eastern mysticism, New Age, Buddhism, which doesn't believe in a personal God. And, you know, you can start there. Um, and, you know, Taoism, whatever it might be, and they have philosophy and they have sayings that sound, you know, nice, they sound good, they sound like some wisdom, you know, but it's not truth. And so that's where the concern comes in. And um, and looking at Buddhism, which is a philosophical, you know, belief, and, and um, but it's an impersonal God. So the conversation might, you know, go in talking to him about, you know, do they believe in a personal God? And then 
you know, the Bible is what gives you truth. The Bible is what is wisdom. And, you know, that's where the focus should be is on the word of God. If, you know, your husband is willing to listen to that and stuff. But, you know, here's the thing about deception. Um, You know, Satan is behind all that deception. And Paul says that he transforms himself into an angel of light. He can give a message that seems like it's light, enlightenment, that it's, you know, good, it's wisdom and all that, but it's deception, and it's deception that will lead him away from the truth, and that is the Bible that speaks about a personal God who sent his son to die on a cross for us and to give truth to us and how to live and how to, you know, please him and what is good and what is right. And um, and that's, you know, just pray that you can have those, comp- you know, um, conversations with him. You know, you said you didn't want to be confrontational, and I do want to give you a verse um, that this is what I want to pray for you uh, before you, you hang up. But one of the things is, as, um, you know, situation is maybe a little bit sensitive or whatever, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, and I know that's what you don't want to do. But be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. And that's going to be my prayer for you, um, Catherine, is that, you know, as you go in gentleness, because I can sense that with you, that you're wanting to be gentle, you're being patient right now, to be able to teach and just correcting in humility for those who are in opposition, if God perhaps wants to grant them repentance, and just pray that God will open up his eyes and soften his heart to what the truth is. And so, Lord, I just pray for Catherine. I pray that you would help her speak to her husband, speak truth into his life. Lord, that you would bring conviction through that, that you would stir his heart, open up his eyes, that you would soften his heart for your truth, and that he would get back to to the Word of God, the truth of God's Word. And Lord, um, that um, he would know um, that the Bible is truth, and, and, you know, Jesus is the one that rose from the grave. He's the one that um, conquered sin and death. Buddha's in his tomb. And Confucius, any other spiritual wise leader, they're still in their tomb. They didn't conquer sin and death. And so, Lord, um, I just pray that you would just minister to his heart and that you would just bring him to that place of repentance, that, that he may know the truth. And, Lord, that you would help Catherine in ministering to her husband in that way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 God Thank bless you, you so much. Be praying for you, Catherine. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Thank you. God bless. You be. God bless you. Hey, we got all open lines, I believe, right now. 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time. Take a phone call in the text line. So give me a... Um, call on the text. Um, there's a text question that came in. I think it's a question that a lot of us are asking. And it says, how can a Christian influence culture today? It seems so difficult. And, and it is difficult today. Um, and we wonder, how can we influence culture? And that's what we want to do. We don't want culture to influence us. And that's unfortunately what happens to Christians, what happens to churches, is that we look at culture, we let culture influence us um and rather than we taking the word of god the truth of god's word and then that we are ones 
that we influence others and influence those who are in the world and uh, to bring truth to them. And one of the ways I can't help but think about two individuals of the Old Testament. One was Joseph, and the other was Daniel. And Joseph was taken to Egypt. Egypt is a picture of the world. And Joseph was one that did everything as unto the Lord. He did it in a way pleasing to the Lord, to where even uh, Potiphar, um, he, he was blessed in Potiphar's house in that initially he was the steward of Potiphar's goods. He was the one that uh, was the head of all the steward. And then, of course, he got accused wrongly of, of making, you know, by Potiphar's wife, ended up in prison, but God used him there. And then he stood before Pharaoh after about 12 years of being in prison in Egypt, which was not an easy thing, but he just continued to please the Lord that he went before Pharaoh, he interpreted the dream, and then the Lord um, would, um, you know, bless uh, uh, Joseph uh, in bringing him out of that prison cell. But Pharaoh said that you have wisdom. You have the wisdom of God not seen. So there was wisdom that was there. And then Daniel was one that he didn't compromise. He didn't eat of the king's drink when he went to Babylon, and he didn't drink of the king's wine. And we know that Daniel was one that sought the Lord, and it tells us that even as he served Nebuchadnezzar and ended up serving in the Medo-Persian Empire, that he had an excellent spirit. And I think for us, the way that we can influence culture is with the love of Jesus Christ, the truth of Jesus Christ. And what my prayer is that people would see that we have you know, an excellent spirit in us, um, that there's something different about the world that people would long for, the light, the truth, the love of Jesus Christ, uh, that the world is mean and nasty out there. And we can influence others in culture by just simply being one that by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the love of Jesus Christ, and by being light um, in the darkness, by giving wisdom, you know, in the confusion, by being one that people look and say, there's something different about you, uh, something that, as even as Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, and that, um, that um, you know, uh, don't put your lampstand under a bed, but they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven and that they would see the reality of Jesus Christ in us, that we can do it one person at a time in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, with their family. And I think that's how we can influence culture and just pray. Pray, pray, Lord, help use me. And not everyone's going to respond to that. We know that. Um, but we can be a light to others and those around us that God brings into our lives that we can be a blessing to and show the reality of Jesus Christ to them. So um, that's one of the ways that we can do that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rudy in Denver. Hi, Rudy. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, and called in a while because I got robbed of... My radio, uh, a radio that works on my work truck. <laughs> oh, no. The, the radio stopped working, so, you know, I was just, like, lost without it. But I have a prayer request. Sure. Um, on a, I, so I I've, I prayed on, on, on financially getting a better job, which I did. I don't know if I have called in about that, you know, to thank God for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
but I recently, I, I worked for Denver City Wastewater Department for uh, seven years, okay? And when COVID hit, they took, you know, they furloughed us and they just really took, you know, and I prayed the whole time just to keep me standing strong. You know, Lord blessed me with a good job with benefits, but I left the job for, you know, for better money, but without the benefits. I just got a call. Uh, praise God that they want to bring me back, you know, and interview me for more money. But now I have a heart for the people I work for, and I feel like if I'm throwing away, you know, a, a you know, a blessing from the Lord. Like, I mean, what? How many blessings do I get? I mean, do I take this as a blessing? I just I've talked to my wife about. it. I'm praying a lot about it. I just I have a heart for my bosses. You know, I mean, I know they yeah. they need me. You know, if I leave, I know the burden is going to be on them. You know, just with right. what I do on the legal part, not really labor part, but I just, I'm stuck. I want the job well, with the benefits because it's better for my right. family. And I yeah. just need prayer on direction. You know, I just, I, I feel like if I'm turning away from God because what He's already gave me financially, but I see it as a blessing, you know, as my prayers, what I've been feeling these yeah. past seven months since I left. You know, yeah. Lord, I need my, my benefits back. I'm feeling lost without the vacation time. You know, working ten hour days and not be able to get my son to football. My wife is a victim advocate, so she is you know, she needs to be on the phone. I feel that's very important yeah. for her. And man, I'm just just been feeling I don't know, a little depressed with something I've never felt in my life. Well, the Lord's gonna show you, Rudy. Right. And he's gonna honor your heart because you're asking the right questions and the Lord's gonna show you that because you're saying, Listen, you placed me in this job for this amount of years, I care about my coworkers. I care about my boss, which is a tremendous blessing to hear. Yeah. And, and I care about them. I want to be a, a witness to them and place there. And, and so, you know, that's pleasing to the Lord, your heart in that. But also I got this, this opportunity to where I'm providing for my family. And, and so which is it? Do I stay or do I go? And here's the thing, is that you have the Holy Spirit of God in you to guide you and direct you. And Paul would pray in Colossians that may the Lord give you a peace that rules in your heart. And Rudy, that word rule means baseball umpire. That's what it literally means to make the call. And as you pray about it, he desires to give you a peace, not to to struggle. You don't have nothing to feel guilty of, um, but to say, Lord, I want to be where you want me to be. If you want me to stay and continue to be a witness and a blessing to my coworkers and boss because I care for them, then give me a piece that rules in my heart. Make the call. But if you want me to move on because there's benefit to my family and your family is the priority. And yes, um, Lord, and provide for them and be available for them. And um, then Lord, give me a piece that rules in my heart. But Isaiah chapter 30, which I've spoken a lot of um, before, that the Lord, he would say to the children of Israel at a time where they were, you know, looking for help and everything else through Egypt and Assyria and all of this, that he says, returning in rest, shall, you shall be saved. In, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So number one, you go to him, which I know you are doing. You go to him. And then second of all, in Isaiah chapter 30, therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and blessed are all those who wait for him, that you wait on him, because he is going to speak to you. That's the third part of Isaiah chapter 30, 
that your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, whether you turn to the right hand or whether you turn to the left. He promises as you go to him, as you wait on him, that you will hear from him. And that's what he, you know, desires to do for you, to be a voice saying, go to the right or go to the left. God Mm -hmm. wants to direct Mm -hmm. us in these, in these important decisions that we make. And he is going to guide you and you're going to hear his voice and he's going to speak to you and give you a peace that rules in your heart. So that's what I want to pray for you, Rudy. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And this is in Isaiah 30, right? Isaiah chapter 30. Okay. I want to read it. It'll really be strange for me. Verses 15 through 21, you'll find it. Okay. Father, I pray for my brother. I just pray that as he has this opportunity, that, Lord, that you would give him a peace that rules in his heart, whether to take this new position, this new job, whether to stay where he is. Um, Lord, and we, we pray that if he does go to the other job, you provide somebody that would be a light to them. And, Lord, that he would be able to stay in touch with them and still be a witness to them. But, Lord, speak to him and guide him and direct him in this in this decision that he has to make. And, Lord, that as he goes to you, and as he waits on you, you promise that he will hear from you saying, this is the way, go to the left, go to the right. And Lord, that you would guide him in these steps, in these days, in the decision that he makes. And he would have just a peace, a peace about it. And Lord, that um, he wouldn't be anxious. But even as Paul says, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that as he goes to you, that you would give him peace that passes understanding and guard his heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You bet. Yeah, keep All in right. touch. Let me know Have what a... happens, okay? I sure will. Thank you. Thank okay. you. You bet. Hey, we got time for another call in Greeley. Is it Vina? Vina? Did Vina. I say that right? Vina. 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 Thank you for calling. Thank You're on you. Calvary Live. We got a couple minutes left. Go ahead. Vina? Okay, Vina one at prayer. And Lord, we're just we're just gonna end for Vina um that we just pray for her husband, uh, who's a strong Christian, but just help him in his prayer life as she asks for prayer. I just pray that you would just um be with him, that Lord that he would desire to to Lord that there would be desire to come to you and a call out to you in every way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I don't know what happened there, but by now I'm sorry um, that we didn't get to connect. Hey, we're at the end of the show, and love to um, just um, encourage you as we got, well, just a couple minutes um, left in the show. And um, I thank you for everybody that's called. We had a great show yesterday and today, and uh, just want to... Um, just end the show by encouraging you. Every show is different. Every show takes on a theme. And um, just a lot of people needing prayer as, as we move forward in summer, as the economy hopefully is starting to open up, decisions to be made, uh, all these different things. But that know this, that God wants to guide you. He wants to direct you. And he desires for you to, to come to him. And as a Christian, what a blessing that we have. Um, even in those times where uh, we're hurting, in those times that we have need, in those times where somebody 
is on our heart, intercessory prayer. We have requests, and we can go to our Father. And he desires for us to ask. Jesus said, ask, please ask, that your joy may be full. When we need wisdom, James says that if we lack wisdom, go to him and ask, and he'll give it to us. So, you know, prayer is so important in a Christian life, and we have the privilege to be able to do that, to go to prayer. And Jesus sets the model as he would pray. He prayed to his Father, we see constantly in the Scriptures, and know that the Lord wants us to go to him, and decisions that need to be made to give us a peace that rules in our hearts, to guide us and to direct us, and direct us through his word. So I hope that's an encouragement to you um, that are, are praying about different things. And I think all of us, that we have prayer needs, we have different decisions we have to be making, we have um, people that we care about, be lifting them up before the Lord. And even in our times of hurt, Romans chapter 8 says that the Holy Spirit prays to make intercession um, for us, that is, in our groaning, um, even when we can't even express it. And I'm so grateful for that. And Jesus makes intercession for us as well. So prayer is a very important part of our Christian lives. I hope that you're a praying man or woman. I pray that this church is a praying church and that um, prayer can be, you know, something that can be difficult, but uh, it's a privilege that we're able to do. Hey, you hear the music. We're at the end of the hour. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of the show. And um, just... Uh, tremendous blessing to be a part of your life on Calvary Life here. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.